While we were marching through Georgia, everybody swing your honey, swing your high and low. The Alaman left for the old left hand, around the ring you go. A grand old right to left walk on your heel and toe. Promenade that pretty gal to Georgia. James Oglethorpe was never the governor of the Georgia colony. He was simply one of 21 trustees who had founded that colony and the only one who had accompanied the settlers across the ocean. Oglethorpe genuinely did step up and assume the position of leader. On the ocean voyage, he regularly walked through the ship pointing out dangerous or unsanitary situations and moderating disputes. He saw to medical needs and ensured that the colonists were fed. Many authors credit Oglethorpe's negotiating skills for the colony's initial survival. This shows especially with relationships to the Native Americans. Remember that just before Oglethorpe's arrival, a treaty was written with the Native Americans promising that the British wouldn't expand south of the Savannah River. And now, here they are. A visitor from South Carolina commented, He's extremely well-beloved by his people. The general title they give him is Father. If any of them is sick, he immediately visits them and takes a great deal of care of them. If any difference arises, he's the person who decides it. This is Moving Through Georgia, and we're continuing to tell the story of James Oglethorpe and the Georgia Colony. This is part two. So, what made Oglethorpe that type of leader? You have to consider that Oglethorpe didn't have a financial stake in the colony. As a trustee, he was prohibited from using Georgia's lands or people for profit, so he was free to act in what he felt were the colony's best interests. He was focused on what was good for the colony. In 1734, he returned to England with a contingent of Native Americans who would learn about English society and even meet the royal family. He also began to focus on the security of the new city and the threat of invasion from the Spanish in Florida. Returning to the area, he first spent some time on St. Simon's Island establishing a new town which would keep an eye on any Spanish moves towards the north. He paid less direct attention to Savannah. Now, Savannah at this point had grown from just over a hundred people to almost a thousand and was basically running itself day to day. He did intervene occasionally, mostly if a dispute involved the Native Americans, but in general, his strength was in establishing a colony, not maintaining a colony. And that's what he did on St. Simon's Island. With his guidance, Frederica became another successful outpost in the New World. Now, he spent a huge amount of his time negotiating. The Native Americans wanted to attack the Spanish, the Spanish wanted to attack the British, everybody wanted to take over each other's land. The trustees and a lot of the people in Savannah thought that Oglethorpe was too focused on those outside forces that were threatening the colony and should have spent more time developing that actual city of Savannah. But Oglethorpe was determined, so in 1736 he returned to England to lobby for more ways to protect the colony. Again, there was a Spanish army in Florida that would steamroll over the local militias if they chose to invade. Oglethorpe wanted professional British soldiers in Georgia. 
Also, add in the fact that the colonists are not living up to expectations. They are not sending shiploads of valuable silk back to England as everyone had originally thought. After agreeing to release these people from debtor's prison, the British government just wasn't seeing a big return on their investment, and a lot of this is due to some of those decisions that were made at the founding of the colony. And a lot of the colonists in Savannah would agree. Here they are, they're a few years in the New World. They have not become wealthy silk merchants, and now some of these rules they live under are holding them back. One group was known as the Malcontents, and they published a pamphlet called A True and Historical Narrative of Georgia, in which they vented their complaints. They agree that yes, the colony was originally a promised land. The air was healthy, the soil was good, and everyone, except Roman Catholics of course, was welcome. However, they say that there were problems with the colony from the beginning. They accuse Oglethorpe of buying off the Native Americans to allow these colonists to settle, and they say that more money has gone to the Native Americans than has gone to build industry in Savannah. Their second complaint came from something we haven't really discussed yet, and that is the fact that alcohol was prohibited within the colony. Now, in a perfect world, everyone in Savannah would be a sober and industrious silk merchant. They would be making lots of profit, and they would have no sorrows to drown in the demon rum. It just wasn't working out like that. The colonists did have something they could sell. They were clearing fields for agriculture and had lots of timber. That timber could have been made into boards and sold to colonists in the Caribbean. The problem is that people in the Caribbean didn't have a lot of ready cash and would pay for that timber with what they had, which was rum. And we're not just talking about wanting to, you know, import a lot of rum and start a party. Apparently, a lot of colonists mixed rum with their water in order to uh, purify it, to kill the bacteria. And they tie up that argument by just saying that prohibiting rum makes the colonists want it even more. People want what they can't have, and they wanted rum. More complaints. So you remember when the colonists divided and allocated the land. They claim that the land was divided without regard to its quality, and some were awarded useless property. They also complain about the prohibition against slavery. They point out that things like timber that are harvested in South Carolina by slaves are cheaper than the stuff that comes out of Georgia. They bring up an argument that will come up again and again whenever slavery is discussed, and that's the fact that, duh, working in the sun is hard work. They state that people brought from Africa are better suited to work in the sun than people from Britain. That is an argument that will be heard in Georgia until the Civil War. These malcontents are angry. They accuse the leaders of being incompetent. They even accuse John Wesley of being a secret Catholic who's trying to bring Savannah under the sway of the Pope. These colonists suggested a solution to their problem. Fee simple land and slavery. Land would stop being the trustees' property to be assigned at their pleasure and become the property of the colonists. They wanted to work their own farms not manage land for the owners back in Britain. 
Yes, they had voluntarily come to Georgia knowing the rules beforehand, but when Georgia did not become a flourishing garden with abundant silk and exotic food exports, the colonists wanted to switch to something that would work. What was working in South Carolina at the time was growing large crops on large tracts of land with slave labor. That's what the malcontents wanted. So here's the question. Is the Georgia colony a failure? We will talk about that in the next episode, as a lot of big changes face the Georgia colony, and as we close out the story of James Oglethorpe. Keep in mind that this is Moving Through Georgia, a Georgia history podcast that mostly focuses on Northeast Georgia, but we are taking a much wider focus over these next few episodes. There are very few podcasts that focus on solely on Georgia history. I would like to get these stories of Northeast Georgia out to more people. You can help by giving us five stars on iTunes, maybe even writing a nice review. It really does help bring more people to the podcast. That's the way we do it down in Georgia. Everybody swing your honey, swing your high and low. The yellow man left for the old left hand, around the ring you go. A grand old right left walk on your heel and toe. From an aid that pretty gal to Georgia, that's all.